Hey, and welcome to episode 24 of the Sunfire Tavern, our podcast for gamers and geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies, and TV. Pull up a chair each week and join me, Clark, and my co-host, Ollie. Hi, Ollie. Hello. <laughs> That's Ollie. Uh, as we discuss the hot topics from the last few days, uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Ollie, episode 24, here we are. Wow, here we are. You know. Yeah. Another week, another another week in lockdown. It's been um, well. It's been the same as it has been for the last year now. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing much is going on. Um, but the the problem that we've had this week, and usually we have like a pretty strict agenda every week, um, is that not much has happened in gaming this week, or in movies, or in TV because everything's closed. So yeah. we're sort of going to be blagging our way through. But um, I mean, how have you been? How's, how's it going? Yeah, I've been pretty good generally. Uh, I've been pretty busy at work, uh, being honest. But um, all right, rub it in that, with your job. All right, all rub right, it I'm in. Sorry, oh, I'm sorry. Look, you'll be look. You look, that'll be changing soon. I'm I know, sure. I know. Yeah, but um, yeah. Uh, apart from that, been pretty chill week. Just been playing a lot of different video games. Um, and yeah, what like are you right. So. Um, I have on the list of weird games to play. Uh, I have we, me and my friends recently went through a game called Death Come True, which is uh, a real. It's like a you know kind of like Bandersnatch. So it's like a it's like an interactive um, film essentially. Yeah, uh, it's on Steam. It's ri- it's written by the guy who wrote Danganronpa, um, and it's on Steam. Um, and it's about three hours long. It's pretty fun. Uh, it's pretty interesting. I think for me, because I've played so many of these like types of games, I kind of saw a lot of the things coming. But like, it was still fun to play with friends, and it was like an enjoyable kind of like, uh, you know, just sit back, essentially watching Netflix with friends with like some some dialogue options yeah. kind of thing. Um, and yeah, it was like pretty good production value in terms of like quality and stuff like that compared to some other things. But I'd really like to go through. Um, there's one of these games called um, Late Shift. I don't know if you've seen it. It was on like PS4 and stuff like that, um, which it is a very similar thing as well. It rings a bell. Like, like I'm actually going to give it a Google. Late shift PS4. Yeah, it's set in London. Like, it's like a sort of like heist crime sort of thing. But it has like branching choices and oh, like yes. different things that happen. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. I saw this. This looks super interesting. Yeah. So, so I'm interested to to maybe go through that. And then there's another game that just came out very recently that um my friends were talking about and saying that we should we should try, which is um because you know we went through Omori and we're all very big fans of Undertale and stuff like that. But um I think this game's oh yeah, it's called Everhood. Uh, it came out recently. I've only watched the trailer for it on Steam. Um, but it's sort of like um. I think one of the best descriptions I saw from the reviews were like, someone someone made an Undertale fan game and then it got too big and then they decided to just make it their own game. So like, <laughs> it sort of plays upon the whole, you know, sort of similar themes of like, you know, like how Undertale is kind of like whimsical and cool at the beginning and is then that, it gets like is that dark. Like, is that like a rhythm action game? If I, remember? I think I saw a trailer yeah. of this a while ago. Yeah, it's, it looks like um like a cross between Earthbound and Undertale, but it's got like the Guitar Hero kind of screen, if I remember yes. right. Yeah, I think yes, I've seen the trailer exactly. for this year's. I'm, I'm, let me Google that one. So I'm Googling furiously as we go now. <laughs> yes, I've, I've yeah. seen this. I think I saw this at um, EGX a few years ago. Oh, cool. EGX, PAX? I don't know where I was. I was at some show. Mm. Man, I don't miss conventions. I miss, um, I miss going outside. <laughs> yeah, same, man. I also miss going outside. But um, yeah, so Everhood is something um, we might pick up and play soon. Um, so I'll probably go through that. Still trying to find a way to play Catherine and stream it, but um, can't. 
find running into problems. Um, what problems are you running into? So for some reason, the Steam version of Catherine has like, if you try to turn on any kind of like um, stream recording thing, like OBS or like even just streaming through Discord, it just crashes the game. Okay. Just, yeah, which is uh, interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, also I'd, I'd like to play Full Body, which is like the full, like the re-release of Catherine, where it adds yeah, like yeah. a different route and all the characters. I know, and I, know, I know the game, but I've not played it. It's, it's been one of those games that I was always super intrigued by, uh, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. in the Persona storyline. Is it? Is that right? Yes. 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 My voice went yeah. very high pitched then. Mm. <laughs> I've been I've been doing some so full full disclosure. Like I've been doing some uh, speech work this week because um, oh I, I'm going to go off um, off on one a little bit here. But as a result of my accident a year ago, I had some issues with my cognitive uh, recovery, and as a result oh. of that, I had to go through speech therapy to kind of recover the ability to speak normally. Hmm. Um, as a result of that, uh, I find I stutter a little bit more and I, I lose what I'm saying or I kind of fall behind a little bit. So I've been doing like little exercises and stuff to try and help with that. And one of the things I was trying to find out how to do is stop yawning while I'm performing. So because I, I, <laughs> I also do a little bit of stand-up comedy here and there. Obviously, I haven't done some in a while. I did sneak out and do some in like October last year. I managed to get um, a 30-minute set on stage at um, a comedy club in central London that had oh, opened cool. for like a month. And they, they called me back and said, hey, do you want to come on stage? We've got a slot open and we need to fill people for this evening do you want to come and do it and i was like yeah that sounds i didn't tell anyone because the idea of performing in front of my friends terrifies me yeah um, yeah that's fair but as a result of that i noticed one thing i did when i was on stage there as well is i yawned mm. and it, it's a nerves thing um so i've been doing some work this week to try and stop the yawning but i'm very early stages on it and it's it's quite difficult to do but the idea is is that you slow down a little bit when you start feeling a yawn coming you just take a breath swallow and then you carry on um mm. so hopefully there's not gonna be many yawns this week but i can already feel one like building um well, then you need to start talking slower and... yeah so if yeah, i start just... talking really slowly you know i'm super tired yeah exactly uh, but sorry to sorry to go off uh, off base there uh, carry on no with that's the... talking about catherine oh catherine okay oh. um yeah just waiting to see, uh, just trying to find a way to play it because it seems like a game i'd really enjoy like the whole kind of like puzzle aspect of it and the vision novel aspect of it, it seems really good um in terms of other things uh yeah just still playing tekken still playing league uh, waiting for this new Caitlyn skin to come out because um, it looks really cool. Uh, like the sound design on it is like crazy good, and they also gave Caitlyn an Ojo Summer love, uh, which is like your whole like princess anime thing, I'm like <laughs> kind of thing. For um, some reason, I had no idea what that was, but that's the first thing that came to mind when you said it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like you know, like the hand, the hand, the yeah. hand to the, the face hand, like, kind yeah. of thing. But the hand yeah. is like sort of on the other side of the mouth. The, but the back of the hand is pointing towards the mouth, that kind of thing, is that right? Yes, yeah, precisely, that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that, 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 Why do that's I know it. that? It's just a very common anime trope, See, like the Ojo sub, like the sort of like haughty-torty, like rich girl kind this, of like laugh. So- Again, I'm going to reference it, but this is why brain damage is fun. Because I know this, but I don't know why I know this. It's in there somewhere. <laughs> it's like stocked away in one of the filing cabinets in my brain. And that information is there. But there's no like, you learned this information because you learned this from here. It's just there. Uh-oh. It's so much fun sometimes. Sometimes it's not so fun, but most of the time it's fun. Mm. Anyway. Well, um, um, yeah, uh, apart from that, um, I was watching... What have I been watching? Uh Attack on Titan got delayed this week because of the earthquake in Japan that happened recently. So I hope everyone's okay with that. I hope that I didn't actually yeah, that was insane. Happen, but, I, yeah. I, I keep forgetting that there's other natural disasters and stuff happening out there, like because COVID has become so um, like omnipresent in our lives. Mm. When you hear of these like other natural disasters, you're like, oh yeah, the world still exists. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. So 
yeah, I hope everybody, well, I hope everyone in Japan is okay and that there wasn't that much damage or anything yeah. like that. But um, yeah, so instead of Attack on Titan, I ended up watching this um, anime on Netflix, which is called, uh, what is it, High Rise Invasion, I think it's called. Uh, would what? not recommend it. It's, it's, it's so edgy for the sake of being edgy. The setup's kind of interesting, which is like, uh, it's like a battle royale, but like on like rooftops, but then you can't get down off of the rooftops, and then like all the rooftops are like connected by like um, rope bridges essentially. But apart from that, it's just super edgy and gory, and just the characters are all kind of bad and dumb and very tropey. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 what I've been watching. What have you been up to, Clark? What have you been playing? What have you been watching? Um, I've had an unusual week this week for gaming because, uh, well, I mean, I did, I've done the usual, like I've been playing a bit of Persona 5 Royal because I need to catch up with that. Um, mm. I was continuing with Bravely Default 2, which is just amazing. I'm loving that. Um, mm. It's actually, so I've now realized how that game's set up. Um, so it's a series of towns. If you've played, I can't remember when we talked about it last week, if you said you played the original. No, no, I haven't played Bravely. So each town has a different accent, but it's a different accent from the UK. Uh, like, so from UK um, and like, well, UK, yeah, United Kingdom. What am I talking about? Um, <laughs> so um, what it is, is, is the first town that you come to is like just, hello there, blah, 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 blah. And I, I, it, it didn't really land on me at all because the, the accents were just like generic voice actor accents. And then the next town is like um, kind of, it, they're, they're British accents, but then a lot of the people there are also kind of Arabian sounding because it's a sandy town. And mm. I, at that point, I I'd, I'd kind of hadn't made any kind of connection. Um, and then the remaining towns, so the next town you come to, they're all Scottish. And, and one of the main characters is Scottish, and he's quite uh, a charming character. Like, he's a really cool, um, like, he's, he's, he's just, he doesn't really give a shit about anything. He's just like, we're just here to have some fun, and I want to eat some food. That's his whole thing. Um, and he's Scottish, so like all the time he's like, oh, well, let's, let's I can't do a Scottish accent. Um, but the whole premise of the game is based around these like big, super powerful like mother crystals, and each one represents a different element, and they talk. So you get to the Scottish town, you finish the storyline in the Scottish town, and you get the crystal for that town, and the crystal also has a Scottish accent. <laughs> so usually these crystals are like, hello, adventurer, blah, blah, blah. This one's like, you're at, um, how do I do Scottish? I can't even get a Scottish accent in my head. Um, give me Scottish. Try and do Scottish. Uh, oh, God. Put me on the spot here. Um, I can't think of anything that Scottish Scot people say. Uh, oh, I've got some haggis. No, I can't do it. Oh I, can't, I can't do it. Like, my, my ability to do accents is dead. But anyway, the Mother Crystal starts talking Scottish as well, and you're like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. And then the next town, everyone's Irish. And then the next town, everyone's like slightly northern, but like Midlands northern. Mm. So the voice acting is flawless in this game. It's so well done, and it's really uh, true to where these people come from, mm. which makes mm. me think they've not just taken like um, otaku's in Japan to do the voice recording, like they did for Resident Evil. Yeah, they've actually got proper voice actors to do it, and they've, they've actually got people from each region, which is great. And and that's just making the game feel so much more real for me now, because the Irish town is so endearing. It's a little snow village, and it's beautiful. Um, mm. And the Welsh town is just lovely. Like the oh, storyline's horrible because it's all terrible. What's going on? Like there's a cult in the town, and it, it's a suicide cult. Um, oh god! But the actual thing that's going on in the town, um, the, like the characters are really endearing, and you really connect with them. So really surprised that I'm enjoying that as much as I am because I don't usually get that connected to like the more generic Japanese storylines in these games because they're all the same. Um, but this mm. one really is connected to me, so I'm happy with that. I've been playing a lot of Bravely Default. Um, 
been playing uh, i stopped playing valheim so i kind of churned off that one uh oh yeah to replace that i've picked up a game called loop hero which i think you might have mentioned oh yeah loop hero yeah that came out recently right yes it did it came out last week mm. um and uh, you, i take you you know this game like it's like amiga graphics chiptune music like very basic looking and something that doesn't really stand out yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot of people playing it. I've 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 watched one of my friends play through the demo, and he's explained the mechanics to me, and it seems pretty interesting. In I terms can't of like, yeah, it. it's so good, and it's the it's like theory crafting the game, because mm. uh, like when I'm not playing it, when I'm not going around one of the loops, I'm like in my head, I'm thinking hmm, maybe if I do that next time, and then a bit of this and a bit of that, that might work, because it's all about like combining different um, tiles and different yeah. effects and stuff to get new effects, and. It's it's really engaging. Like I'm really really enjoying it. So that happy with. Uh, but the weird thing I was talking about because I kind of went in a weird direction this week for my gaming um, is I've been playing a 3DS emulator. Oh. So uh, it's called. I'm not going to mention the name of it actually because I don't think we should be advertising emulated names on the podcast. But um, it's flawless. Like so, I was playing Link's Awakening, not Link's Awakening, Link Between Worlds on it, and it, it's a, an absolute dream to play that at like upscaled 4K. Because oh, wow. I didn't really, I mean, 3DS games run at 320 res, so 320p. Mm. Um, and when you upscale them to 4K, the detail is insane. Like, these games mm-hmm. look like Switch games. Like, you could easily release this on the Switch with no problem. And because most of the games don't use any kind of touch controls or touch screen stuff, you can effectively just dispose of the second screen. And wow. you can have it all full screen. So I'm sitting on my sofa with my Xbox controller, mapped all the like the uh, keys and stuff of the game, and just playing loads of 3DS games. I'm playing Kirby's Epic Yarn, which is a game that completely skipped over me. And I think it skipped over most people because it came out like at the end of the 3DS life, life cycle when Switch was just starting to appear. Yeah, um, it's an amazing game. It's so charming and so beautiful. Had a little go on Yoshi's Woolly World, which is good. Um, been playing Fire Emblem. I played the Final Fantasy um, like Monster Hunter clone. Uh, so I've just been like smashing as many games as I can through this emulator. I played a bit of Animal Crossing on it as well, and I'm just, I'm really impressed just how good the quality of this emulator actually is. So wow. that's kind of how I've been spending most of my week, and obviously doing other little bits and pieces. Like I've been trying to write a bit more in my book. Um and yes, doing a bit of speech therapy as well, which has been fun. But that's been about it for me. Oh, and I watched um in the Marvel Cinematic Universe chronological order thing that I've been doing. I watched Oh yes. What did I watch? Ant Man and the Wasp. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Loved it. Like really, really yeah, enjoyed cool. it. Really, really good for uh, good movie. Hmm. What's so, the name of the actor again? Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd and yeah. Evangeline Lilly, I think it is, is the other mm. character. And she's, um, God, what's her name from Lost? She's Kate from Lost. Oh. That's where she got her big break. And she pops up in things every now and again. And I'm like, I know where you started. <laughs> I know where you're from. <laughs> but so that, that's been my week. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, like I said, because there's not really much going on in gaming at the moment. Although we have, we're, we are in the middle of the execution of Mario. So he's about to be publicly executed. Have you heard about this that's going on with I'm Mario? I'm sorry, what? So this Mario's... is the Mario 35th or 25th anniversary. I want... It's probably 35th, actually. I think and it's 35th, yeah. They released a load of temporary content for Mario like in the middle of last year or near the end of last year to oh, commemorate like the, the anniversary. Pack. Yeah. And at the end of this month, they're removing it all from sale. Oh. So you can't buy any of this stuff. All the DLC-related stuff is going. The, the, the Mario Battle Royale game that's on Switch is being erased. That's gone. 
Um, so people have now started to say, like, by the end of this month, they're going to execute Mario publicly and then just kill him forever. It's it's, it. it's so anti-consumer, like, of Nintendo. It's really bad. It's okay because it's the ploy for Shigeru Miyamoto to announce Mario 2. This is it. The, ca- the, ca- the literal <laughs> character, Mario yeah. 2. Or yeah. Luigi's just gonna, just gonna come in and go right now. It's my year. This is it. Exactly. This is my time. Yeah. Um, year of Luigi. But yeah, so the, the people are kind of waiting with bated breath for the end of March now to see what Nintendo are actually planning. Because mm. to take an anti-consumer step like this, where you actually stop people from being able to buy your products um, by making them time limited, is awful. Like, yeah, there is pretty... no positive reason to do this. This is just to get people to panic buy, like people do with a PS5. Yeah, and I'm not on board with this at all. I'm so against Nintendo taking advantage of their player base like this. But we'll see what happens at the end of the month. It's Mm. probably not going to be very exciting though. (laughs) So that's going on. Um, But otherwise, yeah, like it's it's just been such a quiet week in gaming. Like there's no there's been no like big hits. That there's been a few weird bits and pieces here and there. Um, But I guess talking about emulation, um, like have you ever kind of dipped into emulation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did a bunch of emulating for like uh, Wii games, N64 games, like mo- mostly Nintendo stuff. Oh, I emulated a few uh, like um, PlayStation games because I never had a PlayStation when I was younger. So like I wanted to go back and play through like PS1 and PS2 games kind of thing. So like, you know, playing through like the original Metal Gear and um, oh, playing through that, like... That still Persona stands 3. up now as well. Oh yeah, it's yeah. great. It's crazy how ahead of the time of yeah. its time it was. But you know, I played through Persona Three on a on an emulator and Persona Four uh, on an emulator. Uh, what else have I played on an emulator? Um, I played like Gregory Horror Show. You know that game? Yeah, I remember we were ago. talking about that. The PS2 game. Yeah, the PS2 yeah. game. Yeah, I played. Um, yeah, quite a lot of random random games on emulators. I still go back and play like Perfect Dark on like PC through an emulator with like mouse and keyboard controls like every year kind of thing um because it's like the best game uh but yeah i mean like i i feel like i'm quite quite well versed in like pc emulation done like you know emulating stuff with pc and i guess i've emulated a psp i've actually you know i've emulated some psp games and some ds games on my phone um which is actually really good have you ever done that before Yes, I've got a, a DS emulator on my phone that I'm actually playing Pokemon Conquest on at the moment because, oddly enough, ah. that is a perfect environment for that emulator because mm. you've got the two dual screens on the DS and you what, like the phone screen, half of it fills up with the top screen, half of it fills up with the bottom screen, and you've got your touch bits at the bottom. Yeah. And it's, it's exactly the right size because I, I would say my phone is probably the same, if not bigger, size as the, than the DS screen that I had when I was a little bit younger. Yeah. It's and great. Pokemon Conquest is actually a really fun game. Like, if you like Fire Emblem, but you don't like the high complexity of it, Pokemon mm. Conquest is the way to go. It's really, really good. Mm. Right, it's yeah. it's a very hidden gem. You won't catch me using that faint phrase very often. Hidden, oh, wow. Hidden exclusive. Gem. Yeah. Clark exclusive. It's an exclusive. There you go. But, um, yeah, I mean, I played through uh, Advance Wars, all the Advance Wars games on my phone, um, just because... Friggin' love Advance Wars. They're but, such um, good games as well. Yeah, so, well. Like, where is our Advance Wars on the Switch? I don't, I don't know. I, I genuinely think someone is sitting in Nintendo. Like, it's, it's like they've got. I always say they've got the golden goose. They just don't know how to make it lay eggs. It's because they've got intelligent, intelligent systems have realised that Advance Wars, Advance Wars, you know, doesn't have waifus. Oh so, yeah. So, so they're like, we can just keep making Fire Emblem games, and instead. then putting them in Smash. Woo! Exactly. Yeah, right? That's what we want. More characters in Smash with big boobs. 
Exactly. That's not what we want, by the way, here at the Sunfire Tavern. We don't want that. We want not less of that, don't we, Ollie? Less of that. Yes. Yes. You, more, you can, more, you can say more you want interesting more play styles. Yeah. More interesting play styles. Like, I, I'm, I'm not, not against it, but I would like, I would like characters with more interesting designs and more interesting gameplay I, styles than just generic anime swordsmen. I still haven't you know? played the new, um, the new character. Pyromithra. Yeah. I have not, but I have seen the. What name was Swordy Booby? Swordy Booby. Yes. No, there's actually two of them. It's it's double Swordy Booby. Ah, okay. Swordy Booby, Swordy Booby. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yes, Swordy Booby, yeah. Swordy Booby. So the thing is, is that one of the Swordy Swordy Boobies, the red Swordy Booby, or Pyra, is like she's an okay character. Show whatever. Yeah. But however, she does. She she is by virtue. She does. She she is actually a top tier character because she has one of the best moves in the game. Kind of like back in uh, back when there was Sheik and Zelda, and they could press press down B to change. Like Zelda's yeah. best move was down B, which was to turn themselves into a top tier character. Yeah, uh, Sheik, and Pyro seems to have the same thing. So Pyro presses down B, turns into Mithra, and becomes a top tier character. <laughs> so, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, Mithra is just really good. Like really. Uh, really I mean, good. I'm going to give it a go, but I'm likely not going to play it until the next character comes out because mm. I've just got no interest in playing that character whatsoever. She was she was yeah. boring in um, uh, Xenoblade. Zen, thank you, like Chronoblade. That's not the name of the game. Xenoblade. Yeah. Um, so I've just got no interest in playing her because those games didn't really land on me. I've I've got them on Switch, but eh, I'm just not interested. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I mean, t- talking about emulation, like I, I do dip back into it quite often. So, l- like with a lot of TV shows and a lot of movies and stuff, I tend to revisit them every couple of years. And emulators are those things that are just always there. Like when I want to go back and play a few games that are either no longer available to buy or extremely difficult to get hold of. Like, mm. so I'm not the kind of person that would encourage people to go out and and like commit piracy. But yeah, I'm talking about for stuff that is you know within the last five or ten years. Um, and it's easily or somewhat readily available. That stuff, there's no excuse for pirating that. Like, you shouldn't be doing that. But if it's mm. older games like PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, DS, 3DS, whatever, I think that's fine. Like, would, would you say that's okay, or like, am I off, off kilter here? I think that's fair. I think this is going to be a very personal thing and your personal take on it, right? Of so, course, like, yeah. for, so for me, like with piracy, I think it's kind of like, okay... I think I think if, like like when I was younger, I used to pirate games all the time. Yeah, like, we all did. Every game I yeah. used to pirate games. That, that's how exactly, you start right? in like, gaming. Things are more convenient now, so that you know you should pay. You should buy game. Obviously, you know you should pay for your games and support your developers and stuff like that, right? But like you know, I can understand that if sometimes you know like you don't feel like you want to necessarily give up the money because you're not sure like you haven't been able to try the game or like you know maybe yeah. you don't have that much money and that's kind of like a weird accessibility barrier to you that you know like you don't have the disposable income but you would still like to at least play video games and like sure i think that's cool right i think you know you should eventually you know, if you do have the disposable income and you do find it within yourself to support developers i think you should uh as someone who is a developer <laughs> You know, but so for example, let's say I released my own game and you know it was pirated. I think I would be a bit, you know, I I would probably be like, that's okay. You know, like I pirated games when I was younger, and I can understand the the, the reasoning behind it. Like I don't, I won't, I won't say go pirate all the time kind of thing, but at least I can empathize with people who do pirate, right? And I'm just like, okay, yeah, that's fair enough. But like you know, you, it's the hope that like eventually when people do have the disposable income and do find games that they are passionate about or like, you know, people who do pirate games and then go like, Oh, I actually really like this game. And then 
they then go and buy the game to support the developer. Which, like, by the way, is, is what I do now. So yeah. I don't pirate very often because it is really complicated to pirate stuff at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the games that I have kind of pirated, I've pirated them purely to try them out. Yeah. Like I did it with Stardew Valley, tried it out, hated it. And then luckily, recently, my friends convinced me to play it again and I turned out I fell in love with it. Like it's a great game. But mm. the only reason I did that is because it was a game I looked at and thought, mm, not really sure. I want to try it out. There's no demo available. So I'll pirate it, play it for 10 minutes if I don't like it no harm no foul the developer's not been impacted like i don't think i've done anything wrong there i've just literally done what i would do 15 years ago i've walked into a computer game shop and tried out the game is what i've done yeah to influence my decision to buy it because i also i'm not particularly um trusting of a lot of review sites anymore because they're Mm. quite heavily influenced by um well monetization because they get money thrown at them to give positive reviews to games that suck um so yeah like like to me you are right it's a it's a very personal thing with piracy because i think everyone has their own take on it it's just mm-hmm. i i genuinely don't think there's any excuse for doing it for new games yeah uh, but for games that have been around for a while or games that don't have a demo it's okay if you're doing it just to try it out like that, yeah. that's fine uh like you know steam has the two-hour return policy as well for exactly that reason yeah exactly yeah. right but then, yeah, I guess the thing is, is like if you don't have the disposable income to buy the game in the first place, then it obviously that's like a barrier, right? Or yeah. It's like, oh, I can't. Yeah. Well, this is the thing as well. Is like people are like, oh, video games are so expensive now, and it's like, no, you're just grown up enough to buy them. Like mm. when you were a kid, you weren't buying games; you were either pirating them, playing copies, because everyone had copies or chip playstations or whatever. Yeah. Like, none of us were paying full price for games because we couldn't afford them. Or now that we've got expendable income, yeah, exactly. Your parents bought them. Now we've got expendable income. We're like, oh, games are very expensive. It's like, well. They've always been expensive. <laughs> just now that you're actually able to buy them without without copying or pirating or whatever. Mm. Um, it is kind of cool, though, that games are now a lot more difficult to pirate because of like live services and online and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, It's, it's harder to get into a game that is um, like connected to a live service. So mm. it, do, it does put a big barrier up to piracy. But, I mean, on the flip side of that, I don't really care if people were to pirate things like Call of Duty or an EA game or something like that, because those companies make more than enough money to kind of survive on what they have doesn't really matter and I'm, I'm pretty sure people probably do pirate those games or have private servers and stuff um, mm. oh that was another thing I, I did as well I picked up Final Fantasy 11 again because um, a friend of mine has just done a texture pack for the game um, oh. and he literally just he was just oh I've just retextured the entire game and it's like 130,000 textures or something um, just for the base game and I was like well you've had a busy year and he's like yeah I just wanted to do it I was like okay I'll check that out checked it out uh, downloaded like a private server version of it because that game is ancient now and mm. the the current retail version of the game is terrible to play like it's not fun to play so yeah. I found a private server that plays the vanilla version of it just to check out the textures again logged in it looks amazing I'm like holy shit dude like you've really done some work on a game that no one plays anymore <laughs> mm. like, yeah I just wanted to do it so there you go another example of like I guess this is why WoW Classic came out wasn't it because people want to go back and play that again yeah yeah um but yeah so like emulation has been a big thing for me um i've been doing it all my life like i've I've got hard drives everywhere with like a bit of zed snares on it or a bit of this a bit of that and oh yeah yeah like i've got so many copies of like emulated games and stuff everywhere and every now and again i just blow the dust off and bring it back out and then add another emulator to it or download say download some roms i usually actually uh, dump my own roms because i've got a big Mm. box of 3ds games that you could just plug them in i've got a thing that allows me to dump roms from the 3ds onto the computer so mm. usually i do it myself but if i own the game and i can find the rom easily i'll just download the rom because i already yeah. own the game and that's fine 
Um, but yeah, so um, the other thing that's happened this week is something that kind of got pointed to me by a friend because I had no idea what this was and I'm still not 100% sure I understand it. Do you know what an NFT is? Yes. Go on, man. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, is this, is it, do you want... Do you want? Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm not saying I'm a. I'm not a, an expert in in you know NFTs and crypto and stuff like that. But I do know kind of how they work. Well, you knew more already than I did because I didn't know what what it was to begin with, and then I realised it's script. It, it's effectively a form of cryptocurrency, so it's a non fungible yes. token. Yes, That's what NFT yeah. means. And I discovered this week that um, people are effectively that, that that. So my understanding of it, and I'll, if I give you my understanding, and then you can tell me what it really is. Yeah. It, it to me feels like people are selling like uncopyable digital trading cards that have a monetary value attached to them. So like, there's this one that Lindsay Lohan did, where it's a picture of her face with a like a unique earring, and it it sold for a ridiculous amount of the cryptocurrency, and then immediately sold for twice that, and then twice that again. And they look like like trading cards to me. I can't really see what they actually do. But it's mm-hmm. it's a trading card that contains a ton of crypto. Is that right? So basically, it's just... A, it's not even a trading card, I'd say. It's just literally a ticket that verifies and says that you are the owner of this product or this thing like literally the token itself right so for example you know the the picture of lindsay lohan with the earring kind of thing you know like people can copy paste that image everywhere exactly you know yeah but it's just more like you can prove that you own it because you have the nft associated with it like you have the token that says this is owned by me right and that is something that you cannot and the reason why it's called a non-fungible token as opposed to just like a bitcoin or like another crypto is because with crypto and and bitcoins, you can make if you have one bitcoin, you can split that bitcoin into a smaller de- denomination. So I could give you like zero point zero zero one of a bitcoin, for example, right? But in an NFT, I can't give you half of an NFT. I can't give you a quarter of it. I you know it's just here. I have this token, and that is the value associated with it, right? So it's just it crypt a lot of crypto and a lot of this stuff is just like basically people agreeing on who owns what. Like yeah. if you have to like abstract it down, I could talk about the more technical details of like how the handshake works and how the, um, you know, the blockchain and you know all the. Well, I'll, I'll be honest, like crypto is something that I I have a baseline understanding of, but I've never really understood it in full. Yeah, um, it's it it's kind of complicated, but at the, at the very basis, it's like just a way for people to agree on who owns some like basically someone owns something, right? That's all it is. It's just an agreement of saying like this person has this thing and this is the transaction history of this thing and then a lot of other like, computers essentially agreeing on that and calculating it being like yeah that checks out right? right okay so it's just like a verification system that has value associated with it right so like that's why you can nft anything for example like i could nft the literal sentence i'm saying right now and being like hey you can buy the sentence i just wrote i just said and it's tokenized now and you can literally buy the token that says that you own that right um, I think it's okay. Do you here, here's the thing though. Do you know about the environmental impact on NFTs and uh, the environmental impact that NFTs and crypto has? No. Okay. So this is the big. This oh, is the big. Is this the graphics card thing? It's related to that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the this is the darker side of NFTs, right? So the problem with NFT, like NFTs, they're good for artists right i have a lot of friends who are artists and we were talking about this in a chat 
the other day, right? Because a lot of people are jumping onto NFTs and you know, making NFTs because it just seems like, oh, it's a way to make lots of free money, essentially, yeah. right? Um, which is like a big craze, but there's like other problems associated with that, right? Because, I mean, okay, I'm going to dodge the economics because I'm not a financial advisor and stuff like that. And there's like stuff like, you know, people be like, oh, it's a bubble. Oh, it's this, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Well, people I don't have been saying crypto is a bubble for about 10 years now, so. Exactly, yeah. right? So the problem with, with, the problem with NFT is, is they're built on crypto, uh, they're built on crypto technologies, so like Ethereum. That's like the main one that's being used um, mm -hmm. to generate NFTs, right? Yep. Uh, which is a cryptocurrency. Um, uh, it's always like more like a technology, I guess. Yeah, it's like both. Um, but the problem with how this, how Ethereum works right now, and Bitcoin and crypto in general, is that the current system they use uses a lot of processing power in order to verify who owns what, right? Okay. And currently the carbon footprint of like you generating an NFT and selling it and the transaction is like really big for essentially what is like nothing. Like, you know, like it's, it's it just seems like it's a virtual transaction, but the actual carbon footprint of it is like massive. There's a website you can go to, which is called like cryptoart.wtf. And it will show you like the estimated carbon footprint of different crypto like NFTs that have been sold recently. And the environmental impact on it is like really big. And it's a big problem that not just NFTs, but crypto in general is facing. And like this is like the the darker side of all of this stuff when the discussions I've had with people have um, you know been coming up, right? Being basically people being like, we are literally destroying the planet so that people can make millions of money off of selling like nothing. Okay. You know? Which is sucks, right? It sucks. Like I like because for me, I think that crypto like the actual technology behind crypto and the whole like decentralized way that it works is like really cool. It's a shame that like the technology itself kind of like uses up so much processing power that yeah. it like uses I think I think it was there was like an article like Bitcoin uses up more tech like more electricity per month than like the entirety of Argentina or something like that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Which is like it's a lot, right? It's like staggering. And like there, there are there are things that are being put in place to uh, reduce the amount of processing power required to do these things, to make, like to verify these transactions by moving into a different system. Probably read about it. It's called or even with Ethereum. It's called Ethereum 2.0. The timeline of when this happening is, I don't know. But um, yeah, that's that, that's like so. My take on NFTs is like they're cool, but also and they're like trading cards and like trading cards, cool stuff like that. But also it's kind of like destroying the environment which is not so cool um but yeah like also i mean I, i'm this and this is also going to go into like the weird like art thing and i know we're going away from like video games and fun times and stuff like that but you know like um yeah it's just kind of like you know art it's like it's like you know when you own a piece of art kind of thing like why are pieces of art valued at like millions and millions and millions and all that stuff. I guess it's the cultural impact of these things, but like it's a bit. Uh, it seems like it's just basically there for like monetary gain, just because you know someone else will pay millions of dollars for this thing that isn't actually worth millions of dollars. It's a bit weird, but eh. yeah, it's a it's a it's a bit of a hole, isn't it? When you get pulled into it, like it, the same mm. as anything. When I learn something new, like you think, oh, I'll learn this in a couple of days, then you end up being sucked into like Reddit's and. Yep forums and all this kind of other stuff where you're just like okay i knew nothing about this and i know less now than i did before yeah well um, it's like you know the whole gamestop the gme and gamestop situation happened recently and that pulled a lot of people into like how stock trading works yeah how like you know 
call options and all these other stuff work. Which yeah, is a lot of people are very unhappy about that as well. Like this is our yeah. this is our cheat. What are you guys doing doing this? Exactly. They were like, hey, these guys now know how we make money, and now they realize they can make money too. Yeah. Uh, to be yeah. honest, I should start looking into that kind of stuff because it would be a nice way to kind of make a little investment here and there. Mm. Right, but again, to anyone listening, we're not suggesting that you go out and gamble your money or take part in like Ponzi schemes or anything like that. But yes, we um, are not financial advisors. No, we're not at all. But <laughs> it is advisable to look into ways to kind of improve your financial situation and don't take risks, but look at things that are like you know like buying property and that kind of thing. Um, I've just recently bought a property, and as a result of that, I'm now like, hmm, what else could I do to maybe make a little bit more money? Mm. Um, maybe sell the property. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this kind of goes into the other agenda point, which is like you know the whole thing about surviving twenty twenty. Yeah, like, I mean that's our like, next point, isn't it? So yeah, just people. So like you know, like what are you doing with the time? Like you know, kind of that you're spending inside, right? Is like you know, like that's pretty much um, what I was going to ask. Is like yeah, you know, how have you got through twenty twenty? Like what's gotten you to twenty twenty one without <laughs> going insane? Uh there's there's a there's a there's a spectrum of. Uh, sad to you know what let's stay let's stay close on the positive side so um yeah i mean like through 2020 i kind of like took the time to find ways that i could you know kind of get improve myself right so i survived 2020 one of the big things i did to survive 2020 was i started exercising a lot more and oh, i managed good. to Me too. So, yeah i managed to surprisingly you know compared to, as in like the norm seems to be like a lot of people are saying that you know like, oh Throughout 2020, I kind of like got stuck inside, ate a lot of food, and didn't really. I mean, everyone's collectively gained weight, like is yeah, that's, exactly yeah. right. So like, so for me, I kind of took the opportunity to try and do the opposite. I guess that's good. Good for you. But yeah, yeah. So so I lost a lot of weight, um, and like picked up good habits of like you know like exercising and eating healthier and all this other stuff. So I guess that's one way that I survived. That's the the more positive one of of surviving strength training. But I mean, like also you know, like spending a lot of time with my friends and playing a lot of video games. Video games, basically, if I didn't play video games, I have no idea what. I yeah, they've saved us. I think this year. Yeah, like uh, I think yeah, we are quite lucky in the sense that we have a hobby at least that we can do inside. Um, you know, and we and that it's like readily available. Whereas like I'm sure like there are people who have hobbies which are like you know like climbing or you know um, sport. And stuff like that right and can't do those things in lockdown so yeah well, it depends how like, big your house is <laughs> <laughs> yes I, I i i do live next to wembley stadium to be fair really uh, do- yeah doxing myself yeah oh, okay. I do, I do. so you know I could, I could just go to the wembley stadium play some football yeah. but it was it was one of those things last year so a lot of the calls that we used to have with our executives um in our job they'd be like we're all going through this together, like we're all in the same boat. And then in the background, you can see like their home assistant plucking a pheasant and the kids playing in the swimming pool <laughs> in their three-story Kensington townhouse. And you're yeah. like, no, we're not going through this together. Like it's a very different situation for us compared to you. And mm. one of the, one of the things they suggested was find a spare room in your house and turn it into a meditation room. And I'm like, a spare oh, yes. room in my house, in my mm. one bedroom practically studio apartment in the center of london let me just go and have a look for a spare room oh okay i found one it's a cupboard in the kitchen yeah so exactly is, and, and they're just like yeah just turn it into a meditation space shut up <laughs> what yeah exactly i mean like, well did you see the the whole thing with all this like i mean madonna especially did you see that video that madonna posted of like her this really eerily weird video of her like in a bathtub she looks like she just lost her mind. i heard about it yeah oh god it's so crazy you should watch it if, you, if you i think it's like a relic like if, if anything should be turned into to an nft 
free real estate right there. <laughs> yeah, like um, also please don't make NFTs. Uh, disclaimer. But um, uh, what's it? Um, yeah, she's just kind of in the top. And she's like the thing about the virus is that it's it's an equalizer and realize yeah. that we're all equal. And the worst part about it is that it's re- made us realize that we're all equal. And the best part about it is that it's made us realize that we're all equal. It's like, Madonna, what, what's going on? Yeah. What, what are you, you doing, doing in your, your like, fancy house? Yeah. Yeah, your fancy giant house, like, you know, gold plated <laughs> taps and all this other stuff, you know, like with rose petals in the bathtub. It's like, all right. Like, it's it's sad, isn't it, that they think that they're on the same level as everyone else. Yeah. Like, they think that we all earn the same amount and we're all struggling and it's all difficult and they're they're lying in their like luxury bathtub in a in a bathroom that's probably the size of most people's houses. Exactly. Like, it's it's Bruh. just sad. Yeah. It sucks. Um, yeah, so I mean myself. How, how did, yeah, how did yeah, you survive twenty twenty? Yeah. Um I mean so I tried to pick up some skills. Did some writing. Uh, I've been writing a book now for four years, and it's getting to the point where I'm nearly ready to publish. Mm. Um, it's it's just been a labour of love that I've worked on for so long, and I'm I'm trying to now think about how it could also be turned into like a video game, um, how it could be maybe translated into a TV series or a movie or something. So the way I'm writing it is that I'd like it to be not like lucratively franchisable, but I want it to be something that I could expand on. I, I could build out from it, and, and so I'm working on that at the moment. Um, obviously, I was in my recovery for, for the accident, so six months of last year were taken up with like physiotherapy and, and cognitive therapies and, and actual therapy as well. Mm. Um, so that was fun. Um, but like, a lot of it has just been kind of just getting used to being on my own uh, yeah. and being in that space, like... Because I'm completely on my own here. Like I, I haven't got a housemate. I uh, I don't talk to any of the people in the same building as me because it's not. It, I mean, it, it's a pretty rough area that I live in, but it's not terribly rough. It's just London rough, um, <laughs> which is fine. But you know, a, a lot of the people here that they they smoke a lot of weed or they they smoke a ton of cigarettes, and it just to me like I don't want to be hanging around with people like that. Like, yeah. uh, it's not to be a snob. I'm not saying that I'm above them or anything. It's more of I just don't like the smell of cigarettes or weed. <laughs> I mean that's totally yeah. fair, right? So, um, so yeah, I've been kind of, I've you know, moved into my new place. Uh, obviously, I've switched switching career, well, not careers, but switching jobs. Um, same industry, different role. Uh, I'm in the process of a few other bits and pieces as well. Um, but it's just been like a, a case of just making sure that every day I don't waste time. I'm saying that I play a lot of video games, but like I don't get to the end of the day and, and feel ashamed of the fact that I've done nothing. Mm. Because some days it's okay to just be okay. like. Yeah. Um, and so I try to go for walks and stuff. It's actually something that I've never really done before, um, like before the pandemic, is I go out for like three walks a day, and they're a couple of miles. Um, so that's good for my exercise. I'm now doing yeah, like workouts in the morning. Um, I've started cooking a lot of meals myself instead of buying like microwave meals and stuff, mm. um, which is good. But, um, you know, I think the same as everyone else. I've just sort of, push my way through and also spent a lot more time talking to my parents as well um that's good because yeah. yeah now that we've got the time to do that it's important that you kind of keep those bonds strong because no matter where you go in life like wherever you move because i mean i've moved like countries three times now um mm. probably soon to be fourth as well but we'll we can talk about that in a future podcast um it's super important that you kind of really maintain the bonds of your family so, like, mm. trying to rebuild the barriers that me and my sister have, because uh, me and my sister have always had a very aggressive relationship. We just, we don't really get on. We're very different personalities. Okay. Um, so, I've tried hard to kind of 
be patient with her and and talk more to her and kind of learn more about her family and her kids and, and her kid and stuff. Um, I get on really well with my brother-in-law, her husband, but my sister not so much because we just have very clashing personalities. Mm. Spent more time chatting with my brother, with my mum, my dad, uh, my granddad. Um, but yeah, that, that's been about it. Like it's just been me just getting by. I'm I'm waiting for the restaurants to reopen now because I want to go and have like ramen with my friends and yeah. you know I, I miss going to ramen restaurants. I really miss that. Mm, yeah, there's like I've got a list of like places I want to go, like yeah. restaurants. Like, I, well, I keep I keep going to book like flights and stuff because I keep forgetting for a few minutes that it's not that when we're being recommended not to fly, like it's actually illegal to take a flight, mm-hmm. which I keep forgetting. And I'm like going to book it, and then I'm like, oh no, it's against the law. I can't do that. And like you yeah. can get these little warnings popping up saying you you will not be allowed to travel. And I'm like, because oh. I want to go on. Like, I want to go to Japan. I want to go to Sweden mm-hmm. to see my friends there. Like I want to go to Germany. I want to go to Italy. Nothing. I'm just stuck in like this southeastern borough of London, doing nothing. And yeah, this man. needs this needs to be done soon. Yeah, hopefully, man. Like, I mean, you know, obviously the UK's got the plans to how they're going to be reducing lockdown and stuff like that. But, in July. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, yeah, still, we still got a while to go. That's like that's nearly um, half a year to go. Yeah, it's a lot. April, May, June, July, four months. I mean, it's almost. I mean, it's. I mean, we're getting close, to, like the year. Uh, like sort of like the annual. Yeah, March twenty fourth is the the anniversary of lockdown. Yeah, the anniversary. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we all, man. We all remember sitting inside. in the office that day. <laughs> yep. Yep. But you know, it's uh, I guess it's just you know, like I think the positive things you were saying in terms of like you know like improving and stuff like that, and like sometimes yeah, like it's okay to just have a day of just you know, sh- shit's hard right now. Yeah. Like you know, like. Taking a day day out to just like take care of yourself and just do what you want to do. Like, you know, you don't sometimes you don't need to have the mental energy to, you know, think that you have to be productive and fall into this sort of like productive cycle sometimes, you know, like um that sometimes it's okay to just take a time some time to take care of yourself, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Like it's okay think, to just be okay some days. Yeah. And like, you know, as long as like, you know, and as long as you can rationalize to yourself, or is this what this is the, the the ideology I like to, I like to follow, which is like, you know, that you can at least say that you are, you know, zero point one or like one percent better than the person you were the day before. Like even if exactly, that's like yeah. taking care of yourself, right? You know, yep. like you know, like doing nothing that is improving because you're improving your mental state for the yep. future. Right? And the the, yeah. the 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 thing I keep like, falling back on as well is that if I'm able to just get through a day with a roof over my head, central heating on, hot water coming out my taps, and food in the cupboard, I'm all right. Like I'm doing yeah. fine because there are so many people in the UK that don't even have that. Exactly, and it's yeah. super easy to get lost in like your like I call it. I mean, everyone calls it the rat race, but to get lost in that cycle of I need the next big thing. I need to do this. I need to buy super nice clothes. I need a PS Five. Yeah. Like sometimes it's okay to just not and just to just mm-hmm. calm down. <laughs> and yeah, that's man. I hope what the pandemic has taught people. Seeing how yeah. people react to the pandemic though has shown me that people probably haven't learned that lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, uh, there are definitely some people who, yep. Uh, well, not have learned that, but yeah. you know, I think for a lot of people, I think yeah, at least it has been like a little like maybe I, I guess eye opening. Like hopefully, people have taken been able to take something positive away from this. I'm sure that like largely not, but you know, you've got to try and not get bogged down too yeah. much, like all the negatives and stuff. Um, but yeah, I guess this is it. It's like I, you know, having an optimistic point of view 
I suppose, like, hopefully, you know, like, maybe, you know, soon with the vaccination effort that's going on, that, like, you know, seems to be ramping up, like, hopefully, yeah, we will be able to sort of return to some form of normalcy or back to, you know, 20, at least what happened, you know, what life was like in 2019, uh, I guess. So. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess we'll see. But yeah, so I mean, well, I'm just conscious of time. We are actually getting quite close to, hmm. to being out of time. But I wanted to do a little bit of trivia for you. Um, oh yeah, this yeah, one. Yeah. I'm not sure if this is going to take like 30 seconds or is going to really get you stuck. Um, <laughs> so what I've done is I've listed a series of I think it's 15. Let me just check how many I've got. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen towns from video games. Okay. And I'm going to give you the town name and I want you to give me the game it comes from. Some of them oh. should be super easy. Some oh, of them God. I'm hoping are going to be difficult. Um, so I'm not going to ask you how many you think you're going to get because you have no idea what I'm about to ask you. But mm-hmm. uh, we'll start with an easy one, Midgar. Uh, that's from Final Fantasy VII, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, right. I, so if it's a Final <clears throat> Fantasy game or a series game, I need the number. Okay. Unless okay. it's one that appears in every game. Okay. So Final the next Fantasy. one, super easy, Pelican Town. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's a weird noise to do on a podcast <laughs> sorry sorry um pelican town come on i've i've definitely heard of pelican town of course you've heard of it everyone's heard of pelican town oh god it's from i know it's from something nintendo related right you could say that okay oh, it's not a nintendo geez. game but it's on a nintendo console it's also on pc um oh, I want to say okay. it's on PS4 as well, but I'm not I'm sure. I'm going to kick myself for not getting this. Um, I can give you a clue. Yeah, give me a clue. It's a farming sim. It's a farming sim? Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty wait. big clue. <laughs> oh, wait, is it from Stardew? It is. It is. Stodge? It's the town in Stardew Valley. It's the okay, central yeah. town. It's called Pelican Town. That's why I know it. I was yeah. like, that, that name rings a bell. It's but... quite a good one, that one, because people play all the time in that town but don't really know the name of it because obviously yeah. they name the the farm part the farm. The, yeah um so yarnum hmm. uh that's bloodborne yep white run oh god where is it's that is that world of warcraft nope fuck white run where mm-hmm. is that from sorry for the sirens sorry that's the fun police Come on, White Run. Come on now. Where is White Run from? I obviously I know the name, and you're gonna say it. I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, of course it's from that. But like, what? I've just blanked entirely. It's from an RPG. Yeah, I, I just a big is RPG, it, a very very successful is it El- RPG. Elder Scrolls. It's one of the Elder Scrolls. Yes. Is it Skyrim? It's Skyrim. It's the first town okay. in Skyrim. Well, the first major be- town in Skyrim. That would be why. I don't know. Uh, this next one's hard. I'm not sure you'll get this one. Columbia. Uh, that's Bioshock, right? Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well done. Okay. Uh, Kakariko Village. Uh, that's Legend of Zelda, but it's in multiple. It's in of loads them. of them. Yeah. So yeah. Zelda is fine. Uh, Rogueport. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, you do. That's, that's bra- what? You do. You know this one. No way. Yep. Give me a clue. Uh, I have no. That, that triggers nothing for me. There's no. There's no bells. Nothing. The, the, you could argue the game is in two D, but it's not in two D. Big chunks of the game are two D though, but the game itself is not. Rogueport. Yeah. And I, I can give you a cryptic clue to the title of the game. Yeah, go on. Um, a millennial annual 
opening. A millennial annual opening. <laughs> so, um... Oh my god, dude. Product, product of trees, plumber, millennial annual opening. <laughs> product of trees... Product of Trees Plumber, Millennial Annual Opening. That's oh, the, is it that's Paper the, Mario? It is Paper Mario, a thousand okay, years I'm, old. I, yeah, I've not played Paper Mario, that's why. It's, it's actually in multiple Paper Mario games as well, but I thought you thought you might get that because you're a Nintendo fan. No, no, no I, I've never played Paper Mario, so I was okay. like, what? Oh, Rogueport, right. okay. Um, Traverse Town. Did you say Reverse Town? Traverse Town, Traverse. First thought. Is it from a Nintendo product? No. Okay. No. I mean, technically, you could also say Twilight Town as well, but Traverse Town is the one that I'm going to go with here. I have no idea. That doesn't really? bring any thoughts to me. Yeah. It's a PlayStation 2 game. Oh, I mean. Also a PlayStation <laughs> 3 game and a I PlayStation 4 game. I mean, I have PS4. It's an iconic yes. series of. So it's, it's two franchises that meld together to make a game. Two what? very separate franchises, or two very separate corporations that traditionally have never really worked together, and then suddenly they came together to make this series. And it was oddly fantastic. I mean, it's quite well known of having ridiculous titles in the spin-offs. Oh, is it Kingdom Hearts? It's Kingdom Hearts, yeah. So okay, it's, it's, yeah. The, it's the starting town from Kingdom Hearts, okay. where the whole game, it's not the hub town. Yeah. Uh, the next one I expect you to get immediately, Tucson. <laughs> Tucson? Tucson. I can, uh, I can give you some really good clues on this one, but I want you to uh, give me give, clues. Give, uh, I mean, I, that's that's not bringing you about okay, either. The next clue is threed. Threed. Yep. As in, like, Assassin's Creed three. Four side. Did you say four side? Yep. So two threed and four side. I mean, four side is the place in in. On it, uh, like one right? One yeah. There you go. Yes, you're there. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's Earthbound. It's Earthbound. Oh, okay. It's from Mother. Okay. Oh, Look, man. Diamond City. <laughs> Diamond City. Yep. Oh, oh, I got this Fallout, one. Fallout, right? It is Fallout. Which one? Yeah. Uh, four? Yep, that's Fallout 4. Oh, uh, so we've got four Jesus. left. New Mombasa. Oh, God. That... Okay, that I know, but I don't know what game it's from. I know the name. Um, it's from an RPG, right? No. Oh. Okay, shit. It's from a shooter. New Mombasa? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's from Halo. It is from Halo. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> this said. Or besaid. Be huh? Besaid or besaid. It's an island. No idea. Really? Yeah. Give me I a thought, clue. I thought you would have played this one. Um... Wacker lives there. Who? Wacker. New phone. Who this? <laughs> Wacker and Lulu Wacker? live there. Uh, it's the tenth, tenth game in a series. <laughs> the tenth game in a series. Yep. No idea. Dude. Final Fantasy Ten. Okay. Yeah, I've yeah. not played. I've not played Final Fantasy. Two 10. left. New Tristram. That rings a bell. It should do. Tristram. New Tristram. New Tristram. Although Tristram technically yes, but New Tristram. Is it from... 
very um, very famously attached to a guitar piece of music that is quite iconic in gaming maybe that's why i've heard of it but what's the music piece i'm not i mean how, how am i gonna do that i don't know bring guitar <laughs> um, um so you worked for this company so it's an activision game it's an activision well now it's an activision game it wasn't originally new tristram it's one of like five franchises from this company um and the fourth one is coming out hopefully this year but probably next year is it from crash band what is it in crash no. Bandicoot? <laughs> crash bandicoot's already what? out oh shit um it's diablo my god <laughs> Oh, come on, man. I've I'm, I'm not played Diablo. Well, that's your homework for the week. You need to complete Diablo. All 700 uh, hours of it. I, and the last that's one, why I recognize the name. Yeah. Because I've seen uh, it. Everyone knows Tristram, but some people haven't played Diablo, which is fine. And the last <laughs> one, I expect you to get straight away, Celadon City. That's from Pokemon, right? It is from Pokemon. Okay, thank God. So Jeez. there you go. That's, that's Video Game Towns. <laughs> So you so, need to come up with a, a better trivia for next week because I'm really struggling to come up with these. <laughs> I mean, that's a good the, the location. You should. I. That's given me an idea. Like, do you feel like there's a you know like have you ever played GeoGuessr? Yes. Where you where you yeah. text to a random place on Google Maps. Google Maps. Yeah. yeah. What if you did that for video games? I would so get that within Geo seconds because I, I recognize like art style in games really easily. Yeah, but I think that would be kind of fun, right? Is it like it just takes you? It gives you a random. 360-degree shot of, like, a random video game, like location from a video game. Yeah, all you need to do is just model those worlds in a map, and then it, 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 that sounds like a lot of work for a weekly quiz on a, on a podcast. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, generally, like a, like a ran, like a, like an actual like website or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that I would be that. cool. That would be a cool product. I like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so you need to come up with a, a trivia for me next week, and it needs to be cool. Okay. Because uh, I'm expecting another quiet week of gaming news. Yeah. Um, yeah. In, in other news, though, the company that I'm about to start working for have just started talking publicly about their product. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm going to probably talk about it in a week or two once, uh, you know, once my NDA is kicked in and I'll know what I'm allowed to talk about and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm quite excited about that because they've been silent for like three years. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so I guess that's the Sunfire Tavern. What were we on? Episode 24 was that this week? Yes, 24, yes. Yeah, and uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Sunfire Tavern, at Sunfire Tavern, not the Sunfire Tavern. Um, mm -hmm. We are posting a little bit more regularly now as we start to navigate the world of social media again. Uh, we've got a jingle coming in from uh, a lovely guy who's working on it for us. Um, Ollie, did you have any final points? Uh, no, just thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thanks, everyone, and we'll catch you next week. All right. Catch you later. Bye-bye.